Hello and welcome to the Fabulous at 50 podcast, celebrating a vibrant global community of women over 50 through entertaining interviews that will inspire, educate, and empower. Your host, Joanne Nuaduck, was born to nurture and promote vibrance. Joanne is both the Community Director for Calgary, Canada, and oversees the global operations for Fabulous at 50. As an oncology nurse, integrative practitioner in multiple modalities, life skills mentor and manager, Joanne moves people from challenging situations to positive outcomes through the use of her innate gifts and learned skills. Here's your host, Joanne Nuaduck. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fabulous at 50 podcast. And I'm here with an incredible guest. I am honored and excited to introduce to you a woman who I've admired and I've crossed paths with several times. And it really is fun to have a conversation with her. Before we started this actual podcast, we got talking and we went on and I wish I had been recording because we were just getting nuggets and nuggets of good information. But now we're going to officially do our interview. And first, I, I, I want to share with you her bio because it's quite impressive. Dr. Margot McKinnon is the author of The Exquisiteness of Being Human and also The Body, Mind, Spirit, Soul, Oneness, Dominance Theory. That is a guide to elevating your five dimensions of self. She has her PhD from the University of Oxford with a thesis on incorporating spirituality into the Canadian public education. Margot has been guided by spirit since she was a child, hearing voices about soul purpose, seeing images into the future, and connecting the dots for how to live an exquisitely full and joyful human life. She travels extensively across the country, delivering spirit messages, facilitating workshops, and doing private sessions. So it is my honor and my excitement to welcome Margot to our show today. Welcome, Margot. Thank you, Joanne, for inviting me on today. Well, it's it's been a, a fun trip of knowing you because I will I will be at an event and we get a chance to connect and talk and then we'll go our separate paths. So I'm so excited to have the, the next half hour to actually have a wonderful conversation with you. Well, thank you. I'm excited too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I mentioned before, we already had a pre-conversation. I think I, I need to already pre-invite you back for us to have a conversation about raising children, having children in our, our teens and twenties and thirties and, and some of what we did to help them along the way. So I've already queued that up. I think we should talk again in a few months time, but I want to first start, right? You know, this podcast is all about celebrating women and especially women, you know, from kind of 50 on or those that are choosing to be fabulous at 50 and beyond is what I like to say. So I want to start off the whole conversation with how did you spend your 50th birthday? I love that question. Um, I actually started about 48, 49, getting mm -hmm. ready for my 50th birthday. And I was a high school English teacher. My PhD is in education. So I was a high school English teacher here in Calgary. And uh, I'd gotten to the point in my life where I had learned as much as I could about myself as a teacher. 
Mm -hmm. uh, my kids had grown up, so they were out of the house. And I thought, you know what? I, it's time to explore something I've always been fascinated about. And I've been fascinated by the human experience, mm -hmm. um, particularly the part of the experience where people are struggling. And how do we get our feet back on the ground in yeah. those experiences? And that's, that's so what topical really right now. It sure is. And it just charged. And that's what I did as a classroom <clears throat> teacher was I really, I really uh, made a point of taking teaching positions where the kids were struggling mm. because that's when I felt I was being a valuable person. Anyway, so I decided that I was going to explore something I was fascinated about, and that's the human spirit. Oh, and, yeah. and as an educator, we didn't, weren't talking about spirituality in schools. And I thought no. that first, when people are struggling, they're exploring the, why am I here? Is this mm -hmm. all there is? What am I supposed to be doing with my life? I think it's big questions that everybody has asked themselves at some point in time, at some age, and we get different answers depending on how old we are at times. Exactly. And we were talking before this podcast about what is the life your spirit wants to live? And Absolutely. that's my big question of my life. And I always have to make sure I've created the life she wants to live. Right. And that changes over time. Mm -hmm. um, expands, you might go off in a different direction. So what I decided to do was go to Oxford and get my PhD. So I was 48 and I thought, I'm going to, it's time now, I'm ready. I'm going to put in my online application. I gathered up all my resources. I submitted my portfolio and didn't I go and get accepted? So off That's I went fantastic. at 49, off to Oxford to do my PhD in a topic that has been a burning issue for my whole life. I wanted to take time out of my career to read deeply in that subject, to talk with other people who were interested in that subject mm -hmm. at the same time. I ended up there in the Department of Education and I lived in this stone mansion. It was called the mansion. If you sent me a letter, Joanne, you would have had to say, Marco McKinnon, the mansion. Oh, Oxford. that's fun. How fun. Uh, so I lived there and it was like on this big estate property, fruit trees. I had this beautiful desk and I'd sit and look at magnolia trees in the spring and I'd be just writing about all the things wow. I was passionate about. How many I years had a, were you there? Four years. Four years. What and a great uh, experience. It was really fantastic. And then I, uh, I rode my bike everywhere. And I wasn't a cyclist, but I learned how to ride my bike with traffic and everything. Yeah. I rode my bike along the Thames into where the, where the Oxford University was. I took all these courses. I was presenting in Canterbury and in London and in wow. Oxford. And I was meeting with all these really great intellectuals and other um, international students. So exciting. So how did I celebrate my 50th birthday? I said, you know what? My kids have grown up and it's time to get my life back. It's time. And that was my spirit wanted to live the life of a mother, but now mm -hmm. they're gone. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go the other thing my spirit wants to live, yeah. which is to become really a subject matter expert on the things that I value mm -hmm. and going off to Oxford and doing that. Uh, so my actual birthday, I'd say was four years long. 
Yeah, that's a lot of people talk about their birthday year, the 50th yeah. year. It's such a poignant year in our life. Mm -hmm. So to spread it over four years of celebration, doing something that your soul feels like that, I'm getting tingles. It's like magical that you, you went for it because honestly, you could have made every excuse in the world. Why not? On how yes. not to. And right? we think about what are those excuses, Joanne? I don't have the money to do it. Yeah. I don't have the time to do it. My kids need me. Well, my kids had grown up. Now, mind you, I still had one in high school, but he was going to Argentina to go and live the life his spirit wanted to live. So I would have been yeah. left in Calgary by myself anyway. Um, really, we make up these reasons why we can't do something. Yeah. But really, we can do we it. Can. And that yeah. term about my kids need me, I, I lived that. And for years, my spirit was the same. I was a full-time stay-at-home mom. And, and it became very powerful when I actually own that. Because when I used to kind of go, oh, well, I'm staying at home because this and this and this and this and this, I used to make excuses. And when I really stood and went, given every choice in the world, I would have still been a stay-at-home mom. I would have made it work no matter what, because that's what my spirit needed. And then it needs something different. What I love is that what our kids need us to do is to keep showing them that it is okay to live your life and you can still be connected to your loved ones. And that I think that's a far better lesson to teach them than necessarily being the one cooking their meal in that day. Well, I thought my role in their life as their mother was to help them create the life their spirit wanted to live. Oh, say that again. And I'm going to get you to pause. Say that again. That was my so role as a mother. Yeah. Was to help my kids create the life their spirit wanted to live. And that, that is so poignant. Because that really that, is our role. Yeah. To do that, I needed to show them that I was living the life my spirit wanted to live. Absolutely. And when I went to Oxford, I was coming, it was, it's a nine week on six weeks off. So I'd come back to Calgary for six weeks, but one was at university, one had joined the military and he was all over the place. Um, and so I'd come back and forth. But after a while I said, well, I sold my house to pay for my degree. So that's how I got my money. Um, and I thought, why come home? I'm homeless. I said, I'm home here. How did I spend my 50th birthday? I'm homeless, jobless, kidless. <laughs> That's a great title. This is how I spent it. But then really how you spent it was yeah. fulfilling your soul's mission. Yes. Taking a step towards the fulfillment of your soul's yes. Yeah. Because yes. that wasn't it. Because I don't think, I, I personally don't believe that our mission is ever complete necessarily well maybe maybe that's when we turn transition on but it's it's that we just keep when we fulfill something that fills us up and we share with others and then we take now what next now what next not in a way that we're never satisfied it's that we're filled up we're satisfied now we're going to go on to the next thing just like anything we start off in kindergarten we fulfill what we can in kindergarten and then we're ready for the next level and and here we have it years later that you're as a PhD. So swinging back, we were talking about teenagers and children. What about yourself when you were 16? Did you have, did you, like, is this something you at one point in time knew deep in your heart when you were younger? Did you have a promise to yourself as a teenager that someday or a dream someday I want to, what was that? 
well, for you? I think of our life, I like to really look at my life from the time I was born and the whole circle of my life and the stages that I went through. Mm -hmm. um, when I was 16, I, I, as my intro says, um, my bio says that I've always been able to see spirits and I hear voices. I can go into this alternate dimension to get these kind of truths about people. Okay. And that's what, what my private sessions are. They say, Margo, can you go into the other dimension and find out for me what I'm supposed to be doing about this and that? Mm. So I was always like that kind of a person. And I can see ahead. I can look into the future. Um, anyway, when I was 16, my high school English teacher said, oh, we're going to read this book. But you have to realize it's historical fiction. And back in these days, they used to believe in ghosts and visions and used to uh, believe. premonitions. And that's because they were uneducated. And I was a, I really like, I went to school, but I did most of my work outside of school. I was kind of there in body, but not in spirit. Yeah. Uh, and when she said that, it snapped me forward. My spirit snapped forward and it said, I put up my hand and I said, what do you mean that? they were uneducated and that's why they could see spirits and have visions. Ghosts are everywhere, can't you see them? And that was the first minute wow. of my life, Joanne, that I realized not everybody had that because oh. that's my way of knowing. And so my parents- And you just figured it was just- That's how people are. But it was standard for everyone. Yeah, that's how people yeah. are. Wow. And it was how people are. I'm the only one in my family who has it. Uh, to the degree I have it, right. but my parents were very protective because it is part of our family. There's one in every family and I happen to be the one, right? So oh, they were okay. very, and as much as my dad was a space scientist <laughs> and everything, he was very nurturing of my spirit nice. side of myself. Um, but when she said that, I thought, I sat back in my chair and I thought, someday I'm going to go to a very prestigious university. Cool. And I am going I, I to show. I think Oxford fulfilled that. Yes. And I'm going to show that highly intelligent people have a spirit consciousness. I like that. And when I got to Oxford, it was a very, mind, what I say in my language, mind dominant, very scientific, rational, logical of this earth mm -hmm. um, kind of a place. So it was a really big struggle to actually get my thesis done, but I promised my 16-year-old self that I would do that. And I really highly recommend to anybody, like I keep journals, and so every birthday, Joanne, I get a new book. This is my book for this year. Oh, fantastic. And I document, I document my year. And one year when I came up with my first book. Um, show that again. Can you show that again for us? This is my first book. So you see it? Yeah. Cause it, yeah. The exquisiteness of being human. I love that title. I love the word exquisite. I'll tell you why I came up with that title. Yeah. I, I, I came up with this idea when I was doing my master's degree at the university of Calgary and I was doing teacher professional learning in organizational culture. Doesn't that sound like a real like scholarly title? I took <laughs> one class that was just for myself. And it was called the philosophy of mind. Again, the passion, mm -hmm. the reason for why I'm here. That's what I love. Yes. And um, 
the first homework assignment was how are the body, mind, spirit related? I went home and I did my thing, took my spirit consciousness into this other place and pulled down this big theory. And then when I came back to my class, everybody else had read books. This person says this and this and this. And I thought, oh my goodness, it never, never occurred to me to read a book. I went well, over. The book is what's already been done. You went and had the experience. Yes. And I, and what the, this experience, this going into this other dimension showed me was we have more than three dimensions. We have five dimensions. We have a body, mind, spirit, but we have a soul. And when I was having in that space, that spirit space, I said, spirit and soul, I thought they were the same thing. No. I was just going to say, can you yeah. explain just briefly the difference for us here? Yes. Yeah. So your spirit, it's you, it's your eternal you. When you, you came from absolute unconditional love, you're going to go back into that unconditional love. Okay. It's the ghost, right? So when people see ghost spirits, you have one. It's not like your spirit suddenly materializes when you die and then you're haunting places. So it's the energy. Of it's us. your energy. Okay. Well, your spirit looks just like you. Okay. And like you, there, you can t do a whole bunch of things with your spirit. I have mine run errands for me. I'll be sitting talking to you and saying, would you mind going over there and doing this and come back to me when you're done? And these things get done and people actually see me there. Our really? spirit is very, very powerful, wow. and wow. Uh, we don't get taught in our culture how to, we, we get fitness instructors, we have teachers, intellectual instructors, yeah. but we don't really have anybody teaching you how to maximize the potential of your spirit. I'm and fascinating. I am fascinated. really fascinating. Because so, I tap into the energy work, you know, within mm -hmm. my fabulous health, I tap into energy work and more the chakras and so forth, and I knew you are going to go there, but... And I have a lot of other acquaintances that tap into soul and spirit. So I'm, I'm, I feel like this could be a whole, obviously you lecture on this and, yes. and talk and do workshops. I'm going to pause you just for a moment because I, okay. I do want to keep talking, but I want to make sure that people, if they're, they've really piqued their interest and want to reach out and learn more about you, can you share how someone can reach you if they would like to reach you? Well, they can email me. Okay. And my email is, are you going to post my email at the end? Of we this? will post it, but it's good okay. to say it because someone might not be looking at the, okay. the what's underneath. Okay. So I'm Dr. Margot McKinnon at gmail.com. So, so that's D-R. D-R-M-A-R-G-O-T-M-C-K-I-N-N-O-N at gmail.com. Email me. I love to get emails. I answer them straight away. Excellent. Or you can call me. Okay. Which is 403-463-2675. Say that again slower. 403-463-2675. <laughs> awesome. And I'm on Facebook, sort of. I'm not really a social media person. Okay. Uh, I do have a Facebook, which is Dr. Margot M. I have one. I don't really post, but I do get messages from people. It's a good way of reaching you. Yeah. Yeah. So those are Do you have a website? Days. I can't oh, Yes, I have a website. It's uh, www.drmargomckinnon.com. Are there any, post... there's no dots in your no. name? You just it's run it all up. 
Dr. Margot we with it yeah. at the end. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Because I think, and say the two titles of your book again. Your uh, book. I have The book. Exquisiteness of Being Human. Yeah. And I have The Body, Mind, Spirit, Soul, Oneness, Dominance Theory. And in the difference between the two is that this was the vision as it was told to me in my master's degree class. I see. And yeah. what it was most profound, because you were talking about the title, the yes. most profound was that I realized that I'm a spirit dominant person. Okay. And that's why you can see visions or ghosts and so forth. I see. Okay. And also, so I am still more connected to the spirit dimension than I am here. So there are many spirit dominant people who feel like a stranger, an alien here on earth. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard people use that term. Yeah. Yeah. They feel like that because this world doesn't make sense. Why doesn't it? because they're still very attached to the absolute blissful, unconditional love from the other side, right? the spiritual side. So this world looks harsh and abrasive by comparison. Right, right. And some of them, jo- Joanne, just want to go home now back to the spirit dimension. Yeah. And nope. that's why I called this the exquisite yeah. of being human. I because when I realized I'm a spirit dominant person, I thought, I need to find the exquisiteness of my life. Oh, I just got shivers then. Yeah, I need to find it. No matter what you are, we need to find the exquisiteness of our life or it would be very hard and harsh. Yes. I have a question. I want to, because I know I, I sort of interjected there. I wanted to make sure people knew how to reach you is can you just touch base? You explained, I think, spirit very well. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, just touch base on, so what's different about soul? Okay, so your spirit dimension is you, your intangible you, your ghost you. Your your individual you. Your unique self, your eternal self. It's inside this body looking out your eyes. Okay. Your soul is your purpose. Okay. So when I had spirit dominant kids, and frequently they were struggling boys. Yeah. They were spirit dominant boys, very sensitive, very uh, intuitive. And, but they lived in this harsh abrasive world. So they quite frequently would take on this very um, aggressive exterior in order to hide that they were very sensitive. Mm -hmm. And I would ask them, tell me the life your spirit wants to live. My job is to help you get there. Mm. When they had that feeling of, I just want to go home now. I would say to them, well, that's because your soul dimension is low. Your purpose. We're going to explore your purpose, your reason to stay here. You can't check out early. So your soul steps in to protect you, to make you live a very long time. Right, right. And then your oneness is is your God aspect or your sense of connection and belonging to the absolute whole of all that is, was, is, and shall be. And that's oneness. It's like the ocean versus an individual drop. Yes. And I did, uh, for teacher's convention this year, my topic was the loneliness epidemic. 
and the mm. loneliness. And my, by the way, my session was packed with an enormous waiting list. It's a big chronic problem. But you see, that uh, loneliness is an indicator that your oneness dimension is low. Is low. Yeah. And th that's why I love, so in this book, what's different here, I'm, I'm writing it from a spirit dominant point of view going, I just get my life now. And look at how many sticky notes I have in yeah. here that I have to keep reminding myself. And I wrote it. This one is a guidebook. So you can look at what is it like to be a body dominant person. And if you're not body dominant, are you body competent? Are you body limited? Are you mind dominant, mind competent, mind limited? Yep. And so I go around here. There's a lovely conversation guide in here. So people are using it as a book club now. And yeah. I'm going, That's and I have great. an inventory in here so you can figure it out. I have a section for parents because some parents are so afraid of that struggling child that's in their teenage years. They're yeah. so afraid, like they don't know what to do. And this mm -hmm. book, like I had one girl, she was um, very gifted and she, but she had anorexia mm -hmm. and she was just ready to go into a treatment center. And she had to go to Edmonton because there wasn't one here in Calgary. I don't know if there is now, but there was, yeah. she had to go to Edmonton. So her teacher gave her, you have to find the exquisiteness of your life. Beautiful. She read it in one night. She said, give me, give me some time to get myself with this book so I don't have to go into that treatment center. She covered her phone with quotes out of here to keep her focused, you know, what the life her spirit wanted to live. Why was she beating up her body dimension? <clears throat> And she never did have to go in and she finished off her school year. That's fantastic. What I loved about that is so many models and, and, you know, as you know, I'm a registered nurse and I've gone through all of that. So I have a very science based background, but I always wove in that I saw a greater picture and I was able to add that in and I can, I don't know if it, sometimes I have to compartmentalize because I can't always bring everything I know, but I can weave it in and we can weave that essence in. What I loved about it is most of the models that I ever see are body, mind, and, and they clump together spirit, soul, like they use all of those words interchangeable. What I like is that you have divided out that extra section that we don't always know what and divided it into three distinct sections that even though they're so intertwined they have a distinctiveness difference around I'm them i'm so glad so, you that know you noticed that because oh yeah like that that we do because i'm picturing somebody that feels like they're having maybe a spiritual crisis in essence like to use the words that are out there and that it could be just that one of those is is so limited and that if they can balance them out better, then it works together a bit more of a whole. Exactly. And I've used this model with students and it works so beautifully with them because they can turn some on, like I, kids who couldn't do multiple choice tests because they're spirit dominant or their oneness where they see everything as connected. Yeah. And I'd say oh, to them, okay. Twice. That drove yes. me bonkers because I could see it all. I could make yes. any one of those. I could, Absolutely. if you argued with me, I could give you my rationale for all of them. Yes. So I would just say, okay, all you guys who can't do multiple choice, you're coming every lunch hour. We'll make it nice. 
bring your lunch and I'm going to show you. This is a mind dominant instrument. Logical, rational instrument. Hmm. And it's created by mind dominant people and they think that this assesses everybody. Well, it doesn't assess everybody. Right, right. So I'm going to show you the system because that's what the mind is. It's the system. I'm going to show you the system. So I had kids who could do 35% and they were so scared in grade 12. And at the time, it was worth 25% of their overall mark, yeah. how they performed. I could get them to 74%, all of them. That's fantastic. Within two weeks, consistently. And they even performed. I couldn't get them up in the hundreds, but 74 was way better than That's 35. a huge. That's like huge. double. It's doing more than 100% better. And, yeah. um, you know, I just, I love that that's expanded because I mean, I look at something, even body, you could divide body into different aspects. You can divide mind. Like that's another topic. Our minds are fascinating because we have our brain, we have the physiological exchanges that go on in our brain. And then there's the mind, which is a whole nother talk. So to go into the side and understand the nuances really between spirit and soul and oneness and being able to balance that is fantastic. And I know your book is wonderful. I'm just, I'm having a little download woohoo thinking, well, wouldn't it be awesome if we could, we could put together um, like a one-off book club online because of things now and offer it to the Fabulous 50 community for those that want to participate. So it's really we'll, exciting because we'll what will happen when you read my book is you're going to be able to see all the different, per like the body dominance who love their hair, makeup, nails, fashion, sports, yeah. aggressive kind of sports. And then the spirit dominance, like they don't like those. Yeah. Right. So and, they retreat and from both that. is okay. Yes. So That's, I had one of my readers last week, she said, I realize now why I hate like athletics. I'm a spirit dominant person, but that doesn't give me the excuse of not ever working out or anything. So she said, yesterday I came in from a five hour bike ride and loved it. Good for her. Right? She just had to find out with that. I was never like myself. I was never a majorly athletic person in the sense of being on sports teams and so forth. But I love being active. To me, if you put me in nature or float me on the water in some sort of vessel, a kayak right now is my favorite. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, I feel, I feel, I feel filled up. And, yes. and, I, and it's, you know, what I'm hearing come through, it's about understanding yourself, but also having more understanding of those around you. And it's okay to not be something, but to accept someone else that that's where they, they don't have to be exactly like you. And, and how just, to respond you know. better to them. Yes, yes. You, yeah. So you have a deeper understanding of where they're coming from and what they value. But yeah. we're starting to use this now as a lens. I, like I love my cover, cover now because it's becoming a lens and we're putting it. I'm just finishing off um, an anti-racism project where we're using my lens to help kids um, who are experiencing racism because some of them want to go home now. Yeah. So how do we get them to love their life? And we're using the five dimensions of self. Uh, you're a nurse. I'm doing yeah. for the Canadian Institute for uh, Holistic Nursing or Canadian Institute for Integrative Nursing. Yeah. Um, called KIND. Anyway, so I'm creating a course for them using the five dimensions as a holistic model for nursing. Beautiful. Um, then we're taking it and we're looking at kids in poverty. 
and saying, what is the life you want to live? How are you going to get your five dimensions in alignment with that life? So it really is being taken over. I had a museum, quite a famous museum designer, and he emailed me wanting for his whole staff, he owns the company. And he said, I love the way I can look at museum design in terms of what does the body of it need to be? What about the mind? Because this is a teaching right? Center. How do I infuse everything with the spirit of the collections? How do I make every decision on soul purpose? But he said, my favorite part is how do I create oneness and a sense of community connection and belonging as a design principle? Beautiful. I love that it gives a framework. You know, I feel I, I, I so enjoy when I find books and theories that take what I feel in my heart and have in my mind and it gives us a framework so that we can actually use it as a tool and work with it so our time is almost up and i would love you know as i mentioned before i'd love to have you back there's so many more topics we could talk about and i want to celebrate you as a woman who is inspirational in showing us that if we have a dream still inside of us you know, age doesn't matter of when we're going to, you know, it just, it's not that that dream is lost. It's that dream was kind of simmering on the back burner. It wasn't ready to be born yet. And, you know, I'd love to say and invite all of our listeners to take a moment and look inside and and what dream is still sitting there that they may, and, and what sole purpose do they want to step forward with? And on that note, um, do you have maybe two, anywhere from one to three tips, short tips on what you would like to share with our listeners as to either following that dream or your, your best tips in living a fabulous life? Let's, let's make it very simple. What, what would you say are your, your best tips for that? Three tips, and I'm going to use it on the spirit, the soul, and the oneness. Beautiful. Spirit. Um, that your spirit is a very powerful, powerful force in your life. So really spend some time with your spirit and say, ask your spirit, show me the life you want to live. And do that in a meditation. Get a journal book and write it all down. Soul. Your soul purpose. I get people coming to me to say, I don't know what my soul purpose is. And I said, your soul purpose. They said, I'm searching. I said, you're not searching for your soul purpose. It's part of who you are already. But what's happened in your life. I love those renovation shows, you know, where they buy these dilapidated old houses and these old gardens, overgrown gardens. And I said, your soul purpose is that rose that's been strangled out by weeds, the weeds of life. If you cut away all those weeds and let the light in and you nurture it, it will come back into bloom for yourself. So cut away the weeds. And I've got lots of things that I show people how to do with the weeds. And then finally, your oneness. Find more ways to connect and ways to belong. And if you feel really connected and belong, hey, I've got news for you. The loneliness epidemic is killing people. And uh, it's rampant. So if you can be a force of oneness in life, how can you be a force of oneness bringing people together? You're doing it right now. You're a force of oneness right now. Thank you. Thank you. And that's, I was going to say, we did not plan that, but you could not have ended on a better note because that's one of shall we say the missions or one of the, the um, desires that I and all of the directors of Fabulous of 50 have 
is to bring women together in community to let women know that when you're in midlife and you're you're hitting that it's like a mental age or block for some people they're hitting 50 and we want to shift that so that it's not a oh, now what with my life it's like oh, an excited now what what am i going to do in this next phase of my life what am i going to take on and our community encourages that. So, um, and our three main uh, goals is to inspire. So thank you for being such an inspiration today and, and letting people know that they can be an inspiration to the ones around them, right? To educate, you certainly educated us today on, I learned so much and I know that by picking up your book, I have one of your books, I'm gonna pick up the other book now, that I have been educated, I've learned something new and that a reminder that we all have something to teach the world. We all have a unique thing to bring to the world. And the last one is to empower. And I believe that you, you do that through your courses and your workshops and your speaking. Now, because people will be listening to this at all different dates, we're not going to mention dates, but you do have courses that come up, including ones entitled, I think it's Deep Dive into Spirit, Deep Dive into Soul, Red Flags and Dating are just an example. And I, I, I believe if they went to the, your website, they would be listed the different things you have. So can you tell us one more time how to reach you? Your website is www.drmargomckinnon.com. Excellent. And then my email is drmargomckinnon at gmail.com. And then my Facebook is M. Now people can only get my book through me. So I don't have them all. It's too hard to keep track of where they all are in the world. And it's just me uh, going along in my life. So if they want one, email me, phone me, connect on Facebook. And that is I will, good. Yeah. That is good to know. And yes. if you're listening to this podcast, make sure that you tell Margo that you heard her on the Fabulous 50 podcast. I think it'd be really yes. fun to know, um, you know, that's where they got that little inspiration to go and get your book. Well, I'll check it out on YouTube when it comes out. So if there are comments, we can have a nice dialogue on there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you, Margot. This was such a wonderful conversation. And I look forward to continuing it into the future. Well, and thank you so much. Have a really great rest of your summer. I will. I will. And you too. Okay. Enjoy, everyone. And we'll catch you next week on our next Fabulous at 50 podcast, where we celebrate a vibrant global community of women over 50. Thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to the Fabulous at 50 podcast with your host, Joanne Neweduck. Join us again for more inspirational interviews on topics that matter to you. If you like what you've heard on today's episode, check out the liner notes or to learn more about this vibrant community that celebrates women over 50, please visit fabulousat50.com. That's www.fabulousat50.com.